Hello, listener, and welcome to Into the Characterverse podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Audrey. And... Jake Sully. Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, <laughs> and this week, we are doing more Miss Marvel stuff, and then I also have a sprinkle in of a few other quick little things as well. Um, mm-hmm. Charlie said that because we're going to go see Avatar tomorrow. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. You all know how I feel about that, so we're going to just move past that. <laughs> Opening night, JB. Charlie, we could do a Patreon Avatar review. Yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. I'll talk about Avatar. I mean, Michael won't, but we we could do it. <laughs> It'll be fine. As long as it's not that garbage article he sent me today. I, it wasn't an article. It was just the headline. It was a <laughs> sentence, it. and it, I didn't like it. it was... <laughs> That's so funny. It was very funny. Uh, so we're doing some more Miss Marvel 2015 run for Charlie, and then Audrey and I are going to go all the way through the Secret Warriors run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I wanted to touch on a game that came out recently for Marvel, and since it's Marvel adjacent, uh, I told Charlie I would do a little little talk on it once i finally had a chance to play i've probably put in what 15 hours maybe oh yeah yeah okay. um, it is the midnight suns so this is by no means even close to a complete review in fact i feel like i'm barely out of the beginning of the game it is like uh all capital letters rpg mm-hmm. uh and there's a lot of characters to deal with mm-hmm. uh and like friendships and stuff like that to manage i don't know if there's any romanceable characters yet uh, there's no not at all I I listened to a different. I listened to a review, and yeah, there's no romancing because that was one of the things that they had a problem with. Sure, sure. I I wasn't sure. I haven't made it that far in yet. But uh, it is a pretty dense game, but it never felt overwhelming to me thus far. Uh, Obviously, like I said, I'm only a little ways in, uh, and I know a lot of people complain. They're like. They only heard what the premise of the game was and assumed it should be a mobile game. I disagree with that analysis because uh, this game is very large. Uh, (laughs) It's not open world by any sense of the imagination, but the area in which you can explore and stuff like that's pretty sizable. There's a lot of characters, like I said. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different like nooks and crannies if you want to try to optimize things. They tell you up front a lot of it's all optional. A lot of exploring and stuff like that to do in your environment. A lot of customization options and stuff like that. And some of them are actually pretty dope. Uh, I do like that the kind of... This is one of the more unique combat systems I've uh, played with. Because um, a lot of these games where you get like... You find that one really good ability or like set of abilities that's like, you know, optimal. This game kind of forces you to not do that. That's nice. Yeah, so you can only bring in three to any fight three characters. Um, usually your main uh, protagonist. Side note on the main protagonist, the writing's not very good on them, but the writing's good for everyone else, which is interesting. Huh. But the main protagonist, the writing's not very good. And then you have all of your you have your two other squad mates. Usually, there's exceptions to that rule, but. It is a card-based system, so instead of having cooldowns or something like that on your abilities, you have a hand of cards, and you can have the same character do every single ability in the hand, depending on what cards you drew. So, uh, and then there's, like, certain cards that, like, let you draw more, or you can discard, and, like, you can only move once per turn, so, like, there's a lot of uh, strategy, there's a lot of environmental factors, and, like, everything has, like, various action economies and stuff like that, and Mm. there's abilities that go along with it, and different styles of enemies that you kind of have to uh, play your cards towards and stuff, so instead of, like, oh, I found the one ability that's really good, I'm just going to use that over and over again, it forces you out of that rhythm. 
And then your characters can also get injured and stuff like that. It's relatively rare. I've only had it happen twice to me now. Mm. So that also forces you to rotate your team out. And then also, if you want to upgrade a character, you have to actually use them in combat. Because the only way to get new abilities, like new card abilities from them, is to use them. uh, As far as I've seen so far. So, um, I don't know if it's worth full price at this point. I would say get it on sale. But I don't know, probably like a seven, seven and a half so far based off what I've seen. So Okay, that's decent. Yeah, I've enjoyed my time thus far. It is a a good way to sink some time. There's a couple of times where I'd like look up and it's like, oh, it's been two hours. Cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a good feeling, though. I mean, that's what you want in a game, right? Yeah, yeah. And the inter- the the characters surrounding you are very interesting because you have some of uh, like you have Nico, so one of the runaways. You have one of the more recent uh, Ghost Riders, so he's like all metal. Doctor Strange, Tony Stark, you know, Wanda's around. You have um, Captain Magic, Marvel, right? Magic's, uh, Captain Marvel, Magic, uh, Spider Man, uh, Wolverine's on the cover of everything because of course, but yeah. I haven't gotten to him yet. Blade. Blade's a big character. He's actually mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters to use. So, yeah. I, I, I would recommend it if you can get it on sale, for sure. It's definitely worth an on sale. I could see how people wouldn't like it, but I, I've been enjoying it. If you like turn-based and you don't mind a little bit of strategy, I, I would recommend it. Nice. Yeah, I think my plan is to get it on sale uh, just because, yeah. I mean, I just don't have the time right now to like sink into games, so maybe you know like poke yeah, around it, on it yeah and it, it is one of those things where it is not a game where you can just like jump in and do a thing or two like you're gonna have to sink an hour into the game to really accomplish much it's one of those kinds of rpgs sure but it never felt like dragging or like bogged down which i enjoyed so that's good okay let's uh let's get into some comics charlie's gonna lead us off here so go ahead whenever you're ready yeah, sure. So I'm picking off where we left off last time, or I left off last time, rather, uh, doing Ms. Marvel 2016, uh, number 13 through 18. The first one, number 13, is kind of a, a one-off, um, definitely a sign of the times that was written. So this was 2016 when certain people were getting into office, and this <laughs> one is titled Election Day. And we start with a little classroom scene where they get a new person in class because the voting, the districts had been gerrymandered Uh, so that, you know, this individual has to go to a different school, goes to the mayor's office and says, what the heck is going on? He says, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And then he writes out help on a piece of paper. So clearly something is wrong. Um, And Ms. Marvel is trying to get down to the bottom of it. And she she does figure out it's gerrymandering. They're trying to redistrict so that this guy, Chuck Worthy, who is, uh, you know, very reminiscent of a certain political figure. <laughs> One of his uh, uh, slogans is, don't suck, vote Chuck. Uh, he's trying to get rid of superheroes um, and trying to get a better Jersey City by fostering business growth, building new luxury housing worthy of uh, Jersey City's prestige, and most importantly, getting rid of so-called superheroes. Lame. So, yeah, that sounds sounds rough. Uh- <laughs> so we have a Ms. Marvel get out the vote campaign where she is going to people. Um, they're coming up with all their excuses. You know, everybody, all the candidates aren't that great. Uh, lesser of two evils argument. I can't get off of work. Um, I don't feel like it. And she just says enough, you know, she comes up with all the reasons why people can vote, you know, like it's illegal for your employer to tell you you can't, um, that, 
you even though it's lesser of two evils you need to pick that lesser of two evils <laughs> and actually yeah. vote mm-hmm. for them and get out there uh so we get shock who is upset that people are voting <laughs> that there's a get out the vote campaign <laughs> and ms marvel has Weird. this nice that action shot of right yeah exactly about the mail-in votes they talk about that yeah, so yeah. ms marvel wants everybody to get to the polls uh eventually they do get the candidate that they want to win to win so this you know kind of really uh aggressive candidate i would say <laughs> given the context and and they win the mayorship so it kind of all turns out for the for the best so kind of an interesting little one-off uh you know very <laughs> like i said reminiscent of the sign of the times uh in 2016 i kind of had to remember and and really thought about when this was written so yeah yeah it's like huh what's this about <laughs> yeah our next part is a one of four uh it is sloth baby versus doc and that is like a document x so like a computer okay. document so we are introduced to um it's actually ms uh you know Kamala playing a video game um and we get kind of that south park intro where you know you're immersed in the game they're kind of telling the story through that through their guild and during part of this she says something about uh, one of the other characters says, I hope things are going well on Grove Street. Ms. Marvel Ooh. freaks out, right? Nobody should Did know. Did she just get doxxed? Like- <laughs> yeah, nobody should know where she lives. She's feeling very alone right now. Video games are her escape. She's really enjoying having these video games as an escape. I totally related to that, uh, which was kind of cool to see. And so what we get is her tracking down this this person that she thinks is the the other character, right? That that sure. kind of tracked her down and tried to get her. She goes to rough him up. He says, "I don't know what the hell happened. Somebody hacked into my stuff." <laughs> so, yeah. So she is kind of now she's really freaking out. If she wasn't before, now we have a real freak out. Uh, we have these cars that are driving without people. She's crunching them. A bunch of machinery is going off with a GPS, and so. She's realizing that it's something to do with technology, that it's all around her, that it's not necessarily a person at this point. Or if it is a person, they're using remote, you know, remote technology to get away with this. She goes to the Circle Q where she thinks she's safe. This is like her base of operations where Bruno was, you know, where he was, not necessarily right now. He's in Wakanda, as we've already talked about in the last issue or the last uh, episode. We get to the Circle Q, and on all the screens in the Circle Q, we see a hello, Kamala Khan. So now we know, as a reader, that this person knows Ms. Marvel's real name, and that, you know, at this point, going to do something about that. Yeah, that's it's no good. No good at all. No. We jump to the next issue where we're in the English class, and Ms. Marvel rolls in late, and uh, this person who was... Uh, a girl named Clara who texted some personal stuff to a guy who swore to keep it private and didn't. And so everybody's not really happy with her. Kamala is just feeling really tired, really alone, doesn't really know what to do at this point. You know, she's afraid that she's going to be outed as a superhero and that she doesn't have any friends. She can't count on Bruno to take care of this because this is a Bruno solvable problem, right? Yeah. Of course. Mm. With the yeah, te- it's a technology issue. Where's Bruno at? <laughs> Wakanda shouldn't stop him from helping. Th- this or- is right. a technology issue. It's so funny. <laughs> and so this Clara person is bitching about a troll. So obviously Kamala is thinking this is the same troll. We have a problem. She goes to this luxury condo site where she is tracking down this person. 
uh, finds this person in the computer screen and, you know, they're asking, why are you terrified right now? They're really trying to mess with her at this point. Um, And so Kamala is really just kind of wanting this person to show themselves. She just wants to fight the person. She doesn't know how to fight the person, wants to fight the person. And he says, I'm right outside. We see a human who says, hello, Kamala Khan. And Kamala starts to beat them up. It's not really working, though. This person has some sort of super strength or super endurance or something along those lines. Um, And they're kind of having this back and forth. And Kamala is visibly upset again. And the cops show up and they arrest this person and say, hey, you're good to go. You know, we got this person. We got the one we wanted. Kamala doesn't feel right about it. She's, you know, obviously upset. She thinks that something's wrong, that she's, you know, that she, something feels off, right? That yeah. she has not figured out what the bottom line of this problem is. Because as the person is going away, they're saying there's this, there must have been some kind of mistake. I'm a construction floor person. I'm not a hacker. I don't know how to hack. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of a, you know, as we go forward, this is kind of a spoiler, but this person is able to hack human minds. So we're kind of getting oh. into this territory of they're actually not only hacking technology, but they're hacking minds. And then we see an, the last shot of this uh, this comic is that this troll is saying, I am the doc.x virus. Gotcha. Well, no, thank you. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And so... We get an, uh, f- uh, several weeks ago a flashback to the Battlecraft Studios, so cleverly hidden into who they're trying to talk about and what game they're trying to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but- we, we we talked about that uh, last one in the uh, the Champions. That's what uh, uh, Amadeus and uh, Vis- uh, Vision's daughter played together. So yeah, and we have this this developer who's trying to do a social experiment of virus spread peer to peer across the world's biggest network of MMO gamers, a virus that adapts according to the behavior of each new player it infects. And so this guy uploads it. He takes over the account that Kamala had scared this kid. He takes over that account. He says, "This guy looks vulnerable," which he was, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, yeah. And takes her over, and now basically this troll has turned nasty right this doc.x has turned nasty it's really kind of taking up the the worst parts of the internet it's learning from the internet and the internet's a Which terrible place ba- yeah that's mm-hmm. a bad bad place to learn from yeah like twitter can't imagine and so oh, God. and so now the troll is going after and i'm going to use troll and doc.x as a, he's a troll. Yeah. Let's be honest. He's it, a troll. I'm going to use it interchangeably from this point forward as I have been. So just to clear that up with any listeners. Uh, she start, He starts to talk to Kamala through her phone and saying that she, this, this troll is going to out Zoe because Zoe is in love with Nakia. But she, nobody knows that Zoe's gay. And nobody knows that, okay. that Zoe has a thing for Nakia. So he's saying, That's if you so don't go on the shield where I can't get to, I'm going to out your friend and that it's making me angry and that, you know, she has access to shield and he knows it. And so that he's just, he's trying to play her. So she goes to uh shields headquarters. She sees Phil. I Coulson. do find it interesting. Sorry. Yeah. I do find it interesting that that whole conversation takes place in a closet mm-hmm. as oh. well. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah. Well, and also that she's doesn't want to be outed. 
yeah as exactly. well so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah a lot of layers here <laughs> yeah no no coming out of the closet right now yeah. you got to come out at your own pace yep mm-hmm. and she goes to shield she meets up with colson and she says fine just fine i have to go check something i need to go in your office she has a thumb drive what a what a callback oh thumb drive amazing and she says, I can't do it. You know, she just rushes out of there. Colson has no idea what's wrong. He thinks he didn't brush his teeth. But <laughs> at this point, Kamala is just saying that can't be bullied. You know, I cannot be bullied. I have to stand up to this person. She goes to Zoe. I'm an adult. I'm an adult <laughs> the fuck out of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she goes to Zoe and says, hey, this is the issue. You're going to get outed. I need to tell you this right now because otherwise I have to go to S.H.I.E.L.D. and do some pretty terrible things, you know. I would have to become a terrorist to not out you, so. Yes. Zoe's, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit freaked out, but she says, I'm going to tell Nakia the truth. I'm going to, you know, be straight up with her. I, you know, this is just something I need to do. Whether she likes me back or reciprocates these feelings, I I just need to get it off my chest. And so Mm -hmm. Zoe says, hey, can we go talk right now? Let's go get coffee with Nakia. And so Kamala Khan says, if Zoe can be this brave, what's my excuse? Which I think is kind of a cool line of, you know, if she can do that, if she can, you know, stand up to this person, you know, be honest with herself, you know, tell people about this huge life thing. um, Why can't I do the same thing and and face this bully, you know, this troll, this, this person in the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. And the troll just says, you know, my reign of terror has just begun. You know, I'm coming to get you. I know what I'm doing. It's, it's going to happen. We flash to Zoe Nakia. Zoe comes out to her and says, you know, I, I'm in love with you. Um, she says, I don't hate you. I'm in awe of you. And she just says, I wish I could feel the same way, but I don't. You know, I just, just that she loves her as a friend, right? That, you know, clearly oh the feelings are not reciprocated in that romantic way. If we could all choose women, we would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, 100 out of 10. Yes. So, anyway. Yeah. No, no. I love that. Um, so, Kamala breaks down and calls the one person that we all knew that she was going to call, right? We all knew it. Bruno. Bruno. She calls. Saving the day. Yeah. She calls Bruno, and he is in Wakanda, uh, you know, going to college or whatever equivalent kind of has a college and you know she says i have a virus he says yeah of course you do and she says <laughs> no no this is real it's learning it's learning from us you know and 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 then as she's talking to bruno she figures out the solution and says i figured it out i know how to defeat back point x so we're getting to the end of um, this little uh, subsect. Uh, oh, go ahead, Audrey. My, my apologies. Oh no, I was just gonna say they probably call it like uni university. It was a it so. was a polytech prep. Oh sure. Oh wow, they have prep school. Yeah, so Whoa. fancy. <laughs> uh, the next issue we come to Zoe, who is you know kind of having a monologue about facing not each other but ourselves and and trying to figure out what what's public property, you know, what's okay to you, kind of having these same struggles I think we all can relate to with online profiles and privacy and you know, what if somebody had all the information and they decided to do some of these nasty things. Um getting doc sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so talking about secret identities but no secrets, you know, and that we all have a secret identity. We all have that 
something inside that we haven't told somebody, right? And Nakia is being really sweet. Um, all these people are being really, really sweet and, and going up to her and hugging her and, and I think just really accepting her. So that was a really cool moment uh, in, for this Hell high yeah. school. Yeah. And so, you know, Kamala Khan sees this. She says, Zoe can be this brave to protect her city and her friends. The last thing Miss Marvel can do is have her back. Or, I'm sorry, the least Miss Marvel can do is have her back. <laughs> <laughs> and she says it's time to set the plan in motion. So she meets up with her guild mates, all these dudes, you know, well, they all are dudes, but uh, <laughs> all these these dudes who are playing Battlecraft. Uh, she meets up with them in person, you know, IRL. And she's coming as Ms. Marvel and says, you know, we got to we got to do this. We got to we got to figure this out. And I have a plan. And she says, we're going to be nice. So we're going to go on the Internet. We're going to log into the game and we're going to be nice. And this is how we're going to neutralize it. So they go and defeat this boss. They get this great, great loot and they give it away. Say, so here you go. Here's this loot. You know, it's yours. You know, here, take our loot. It's only fair. <laughs> so you know whoa a weapon of unending overpoweredness <laughs> love that name <laughs> this is unbelievable and so they're trying to like create this nice vibe right and we get another shot meanwhile in the real world where they're having a land party at this convenience store and they're they're just trying to unleash niceness they're trying to change the subroutine right because if they figure if it's being nasty because people are nasty that they're going to be nice on the internet so that the troll is nice and so we get a shot of uh, the troll actually changing and saying, you underestimate the power of hashtag gratitude, hashtag om, hashtag blessed. <laughs> and, oh, you know, saying, I think it's working. And she says, okay, I'm going to um, spread the virus of goodwill. I'm going to get away as far as far away from people as possibly can. And then I'll have nowhere to kind of replicate, you know, or to create more versions of itself. So she just wants to kill it. She wants to take it in the middle of nowhere and kind of just kill it this this mm -hmm. virus i think that's the idea behind it instead she runs into a parade where she thought nobody was going to be where she was going to be all by herself uh this founder's day parade and um you know she says everybody get the hell out of here and unfortunately doc point x says very clever little brat but not clever enough um and he starts taking over humans and they're kind of fighting ms marvel and kind of beating her up and just saying that you know, um, you're wrong about people. Most of them aren't awful. Most of them are just waiting for a chance to do the right thing. And uh, and the troll goes into like an error mode and says mm -hmm. something about my kernel data and, and just kind of blows up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite understand the end of this uh, run because uh, it just seems like she found some way to, you know, punch this, this piece of data because it comes yeah. out. So I think, you know, the whole point is that they had the subroutines and then, you know, she, the people there kind of proved her right. That's the way I read it. And that in some ways that she kind of defeated it that way. So like that's the way I read it. But anyways, yeah. Doc X is gone. Um, they kind of leave a little cliffhanger with the red screen on the phone. So, he, you know, Troll could be back. Yeah, I, I do think it's one of those where they wrote themselves into a corner. It's like, how do you fight a computer virus with fists? Like <laughs> yeah, I got that. I got those feels, too. So um, I reread the ending a couple times and I was 
thinking to myself, I don't want to think about end this. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely gives me the vibe of like, oh, we had this really cool idea, but we did not have a good way to finish it. No. So. <laughs> No. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So the last one is just kind of a, it looks like a one-off. I haven't continued reading. I kind of just read to the end of my run, but it's a meanwhile in Wakanda. Um, we have Bruno daydreaming about Kamala. Uh, um, he's sitting in the polytechnic prep in Wakanda. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he's kind of just talking about, he, you know, is, is instead of being the smartest person in the room, he is now the dumbest person in the room. With all uh, these Wakandans. And, you know, he is, he's kind of, he's just having a really tough time. You know, he knows that he's going to have muscle atrophy. You know, he's, he's not going to, things are not going to go well for Bruno in the future, right? He's got, you know, he's, he's disabled at this point. He can't really walk around. He's, you know, can't use his, his dominant hand. Um, he has crutches, you know, things are not going well. And his buddy um, says, I need your help. We are going to go to this high security place and I just need you to to, to help me out because I need to steal some vibranium. I'm sorry, to borrow some vibranium. My apologies. <laughs> that is the exact wording. So <laughs> they're going inside this uh, this area, this research place. And, you know, he says, I just need you to be my lookout. Basically, he's using <laughs> so that the security guard feels bad for him. Like, they feel bad for him as like the white dude who is you know not doing well and is down on his luck it's pretty funny and uh you know he actually blows up a car uh his his buddy and so um he he blows up this car bruno doesn't even know that that's happening and they both get inside of this research center to steal this vibranium and they see the vibranium and it's just this unrefined chunk that you know neither of them seen and he says let's get to work cut off a piece i just need a little you know like a little sliver basically a little rock size you know like a typical rock size of it that's all i need to impress this person this girl and he says and that's kind of bruno's read on it so bruno slices it off an alarm goes off and uh, things are not going well for them they're getting stopped by the security guard and they are gonna jump out the window bruno does not think this is a good idea as he cannot walk really well, he can't stand straight yeah. very well. He can't use uh, one of his, you know, his one of his hands is not doing well. So uh, we get out there, and Bruno actually falls. And at this point, we have Black Panther show up to save Bruno, and oh. he says that was profoundly uh, stupid, you know. And uh, he's, you know, his friend says, King T'Challa, I can explain. He says, start now or I'm calling your mother. <laughs> and so <laughs> we we find out, you know, that Black Panther is, they are related at this point. You know, that Black Panther and, and this guy, they are related. You know, this is his uncle. And Bruno says, yeah, right. He wants to impress a girl. And he says, that's not really what I want it for. He was trying to make something to help out Bruno, kind of like a blueprint, almost like a, you know, like a an exoskeleton for half of his body made out of vibranium to help him out. Kind of like the Black Panther suit I'm, I was imagining. imagining. Yeah. And so Quaz, he says, you know, you know, thank you. Um, Black Panther says, get the fuck out of here, basically. <laughs> and... <laughs> And he just says, I'm just extended family of Black Panther. You know, uh, my mother is one of King T'Challa's 10 million cousins. 
And so uh, they just get out of there, you know. Um, and and Bruno kind of has this come to, he's he kind of is trying to learn through this experience. But um, you know, the universe is so big; it has no center. The second part goes: we are the center. We are the center. So I think he's trying to make peace of where he's is in the world and kind of his you know disability and what happened to him with this explosion and and really kind of feeling down on his luck, especially being in Wakanda where he's not the smartest person. So I think a lot of things are not going well for Bruno. So it's just kind of like a feel-good story. Yeah. yeah, Bruno not on top. No. Bruno not on top. Well, it's also interesting. It's like uh, th- that's very much a thing with like colleges in general is like the naturally gifted person in high school that never really had to study or anything like that all of a sudden gets thrust into the university where, you know, you actually have to do stuff and, you know, they quickly start to spiral because they mm-hmm. actually have to do stuff. Like mm-hmm. you right. can't just rely on your smarts. So, yeah, I definitely got those feels from it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hooray! Cool. Well, we're almost, I think we're almost halfway done with the Miss Marvel 2015 run with that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It's a long run. So. Yeah. A good run, though. I do like it. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Any uh, any additional thoughts you want to pass on about your reading? Oh, I, I think, you know... Kind of some cool little subsets, right? With the the one-off issues, kind of flanking those, and then that little like subset of the troll. So it, it was it was a good read. Nothing crazy, but it was a good read. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine an internet virus learning to uh, like bully you? Bully you in 2016? <laughs> oh god! I can't imagine. Yeah, that would be awful. That'd be rough. That'd be rough. All right. Well, we'll get to Audrey's reading right after this brief break. Welcome back, listener. Thank you for sticking with us here. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into Audrey's start of the Secret Warriors run. Mm-hmm. Secret Warriors was really good right off the bat. I liked it, um, which was saying something. <laughs> Usually I don't like the big team adventures, you know? Yeah. Uh, but this was good. My very first note was art good. And then Javier Garon, that's <laughs> the uh, artist throughout the, the series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Secret Warriors opens with uh, evil Steve Rogers uh, has taken over the United States government with Hydra. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is brainwashed and the royal family of the Inhumans are off planet. And so are most of the other superheroes. There's also an impenetrable dark force dome over New York City, trapping a lot of heroes in there. And things are not good. Okay. Things are very, very bad. Th- things are bad. <laughs> Um, just as a little backstory, so uh, the Cosmic Cube was yeah. used to turn Captain America evil, like rewriting his history to make him a Hydra agent all along. So that's that was the uh, famous Captain America Hail Hydra like <laughs> panel that people freaked the fuck out over for a little bit. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, uh-huh. I remember. I maybe. Yeah. 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 Th- so this is yeah. the fallout from that. This is the actual mm-hmm. kind of storyline falling mm-hmm. off of that. Which is, I I was very happy and surprised that I enjoyed it. <laughs> so we open with Daisy Johnson. Uh, she's sitting in a cafe, like just sipping uh, a couple of shield agents come in and they're like, Hey Daisy, what are you doing? You waiting for somebody? And she's like, fuck off dudes. I don't care. You can't talk to me. And like actually Daisy, we do need to talk to you. You need to come to shield and uh, like report in because Captain America needs people to come back in. 
and she's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And then she throws <laughs> her hot coffee in their face and beats them up and runs away. Um, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents allude to Coulson being dead, which uh, makes her very angry. We address that later. Yeah. Like episode or issue seven or something. So. Makes sense. Anyway, continue. Uh, then it goes to a bunch of Hydra vehicles uh, just rolling down the street. It's like a forest, uh, but they get ambushed. And we see uh, Daisy's like earthquake power, uh, who I was learning names this whole <laughs> five comics. So Daisy is quake. She has earthquake powers and yep, she has yep. like these little uh, metal like bracers that help to focus and amplify her power i think uh they're damp they dampen her power because her earthquake powers are so strong that she'll actually like shake her bones apart oh, so sure, it'll sure. shatter the bones within her own arms when she tries to use oh, her powers that makes sense because her dad was like i thought you couldn't use your powers without your little dampeners or your yep. arm bracers and yep. i was like okay okay sure um uh during the ambush there's like we see Miss Marvel's fist, uh, and we also see a giant red T Rex. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> this is a choice. <laughs> um, as we get to see a couple of the teammates as Daisy goes to open uh, one of the prison buses and they free an inhuman named uh, Inferno to help them track down uh, more people. Well, actually, she's looking for one guy, and in this bus, it, they don't have, like, the guy's not in the bus. And she's like, damn it, I gotta go look somewhere else. <laughs> and Inferno's like, oh, okay, uh, I got nothing else to do. Like, can I help? <laughs> He's so dumb. <laughs> I love him. He's great. <laughs> uh, Daisy's like, no, this isn't a team thing. Get out of here, guys. Um, especially you, Lunette, who is a child. <laughs> Uh, she is currently the sn- smartest person on Earth. Yeah. yeah. They, they repeatedly tell us that throughout the comic, because she's currently the smartest person on Earth. Yeah, she's yeah. currently the smartest person on Earth, and she knows it, and she's like 10, and she's got little Afro puffs, and she's the cutest thing. Um, She she has a pet dinosaur as well. That's where the dinosaur mm-hmm. comes in. Yeah, sure. which I learned uh, as we went. <laughs> yeah, his, it's uh, its name is Devil Dino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lunette and Miss Marvel are like, wait, how do we know Inferno's not also one of Hydra's people? And uh, Lunette's like, well, let me have my dinosaur sniff him. And the mm. dinosaur sniffs him. Oh, she's good. <laughs> they're, they're fine. <laughs> Everything's cool. Uh, so they team up and go to uh, one of the in, uh, inhuman prisons. And their plan goes pretty well. Uh, like, they successfully break in and free... Um, um oh gosh sorry yeah they successfully break in and free karnak and i was like okay okay new people karnak yep uh he's got weird green face paint sure but does. he's the royal uh he's a part of the royal and human family but he doesn't have any inhuman powers so he became a strategist and he's like his whole thing is that he plans things out super well so um daisy's like oh you're who i need and he's like well you're not gonna win this fight with me um and he doesn't want to help her until he sees that uh moon girl or lunette has agreed to help her and he's like okay actually we could work with this (laughs) let's let's go uh so he says there's actually one other person that you need and the x-men have him and daisy's like oh okay i guess we gotta go to the x-men uh, all throughout the issue, we're getting flashbacks of um, 
Daisy's time before the takeover happened. And we see that uh, Steve sent Daisy and her team on a mission and they were set up. So basically they got, they all got murked and Daisy reached out to Coulson and was like, Hey, this was definitely a suicide mission and I don't trust Steve and he's bad and you should be suspicious too. And Coulson was like, okay, okay. I hear you. I like, I hear your words. I'm going to go, I'm going to go look into this a little more. Um, I'll meet you at this one cafe in 72 hours. Uh, And that's the cafe that she was supposed to meet him at in the beginning. And he never showed up. So he's officially like missing. Um, But Daisy has a whole uh, thorn in her side about getting her whole team killed. Even though it wasn't really her fault. The, the wrecking ball crew was the one that ambushed them. And Uh, it, it seemed like only Daisy was, uh, uh, on the squad like she was the only member on the squad who had powers yes so daisy is a member of shield so a lot of the people like a lot of her missions are just normal people like agents Mm -hmm. so like they would send like one super powered person with a team of agents to go do Mm -hmm. things yeah but it was pretty sad they got squished like a lot yeah the wrecking (laughs) crew can be pretty vicious uh which seems weird but no they, they actually have some pretty pretty Strong powers against normal humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, the issue ends with Karnak like, we got to go over here now. And they're like, okay. Um, in issue two, I think this one, oh, I'm, this one I start with uh, Inferno's backstory because the rest of the plot is a little more, like throughout all five issues, the backstory and the current story are interlaced. Uh, so to keep things simple, I have not done that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> So um, before Hydra's takeover, we see uh, him with some other Inhumans, and uh, they're kind of just at they're at the Inhuman like compound or headquarters, and they see a Shield ship coming down to visit, and they're like, "Oh, what do they want?" And they see a bunch of soldiers coming out of the ship in Hydra uniforms, and Hyde is there as like their leader. And they're like, oh, my God, this sucks. This does not look good. Um, I think uh, it's Grid, Naja, and Dante. And then there's one other guy who I thought was Matt Murdock, but I can't really tell. He was, like, blonde and in glasses and a suit. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's Coulson. I, no I think idea. that's supposed to be Coulson. I, th- I think it is, but he- God, he's a master of disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know who this man is. <laughs> um, so um, they witness ISO coming out to negotiate um, because the royal family is off in space and they in- pretty much immediately arrest her and her crew and they're like, oh no. And uh, Coulson, I think, tells the the group of young adults, I want, I want to say kids, but they look like they're in their 20s. Um, he tells the group of young adults like, hey, no, we need to lay low and stay smart. Like we got we're going to fight, but just, you know, wait for now, because three of you against like, you know, 70 soldiers isn't going to look good. <laughs> so they're running around in the classic Marvel disguise, uh, hoodies and a hat and sunglasses. Like you do. Like, you do. yeah. Um, normal. And they're stopped. Right. That's that's the go-to Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm undercover. Always. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're stopped at a checkpoint and Naja's like lizard features and her snake skin or lizard skin um, set off red flags with the agents. And they're like, hey, you're inhuman scum. 
we're going to arrest you for something. So they fight their way out. Um, they hold their own for a while, but there are too many reinforcements that show up and only Inferno is able to escape. In Which the- becomes a plot point later that he's able to escape. Yeah. Okay. He's like, you know, it's a whole thing for him. He burns his shirt off and he doesn't have a shirt the rest of the time, basically. <laughs> As you do. Uh, it's so good. Is that another Marvel thing? No shirt. Oh, yeah, I think so. Or like uh, tattered clothes is very common. Yes, Mm -hmm, yes. mm -hmm. So that was all past, right? Yes. Sorry, I was just finding my spot. Yeah, so that was all in the past. Uh, In the present, the crew plus Karnak decide to go west until they can find the X-Men or until the X-Men find them. Um, On their travels, they stop at a farm where a bunch of Hydra just kind of appear. Like, uh, Lunette has a little scanner, and she's like, oh, there's a bunch of Hydra agents that just popped up. Um, So they kind of pull over, and Daisy is trying to tell everybody to stop. Uh, Don't go investigate. This could probably (laughs) be a trap. And Inferno's like, I have to save this woman, (laughs) because (laughs) they see a woman being dragged out and uh, thrown into the back of a van. Um, it was a trap and, uh, trap. I think the woman was, yeah, <laughs> I think the woman was a vampire. It said vampire by night. And I was like, that's specific for vampires. Is that a thing that's different than normal vampires or, but we uh, see the rest of the crew and it's the howling commandos that are assisting Hydra to acquire, um, uh, Daisy, uh, Daisy calls them a bunch of fucking idiots, which is awesome. Uh, Daisy drops what I'm assuming is the F word a lot, but it's all bleeped out. Yeah, there's a lot of bleeping in this. Mm -hmm. Um, So they all fight, which is great. Uh, They do a good job. They pretty much win the fight until Man-Thing shows up Um, in my notes. I was like, oh, hi, Ted. (laughs) Uh, They they do their best. And Inferno Inferno goes up to Man-Thing to fight it out one-on-one. And he's kind of like... Like, he's running out of juice to use his fire powers, and, um, like, Man-Thing's pretty powerful, and Karnak is like, you can't fight him one-on-one, go go to the car! And he's like, no, I have to do this! And then Karnak runs over Man-Thing in the car, he's like, that's not what I meant! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dante overexerted himself, uh, trying to blast away Man-Thing, and he's passed out in the backseat... He's got his little head in Daisy's lap and his feet on Miss Marvel's. And um, he's just going to go to sleep for a while. (laughs) Uh, Lunella, who has been wanting to drive the car for a while, she gets to drive. (laughs) And Karnak is just kind of, um, oh, yeah, he's in the front passenger seat and he's been playing Beyonce the whole time. (laughs) Uh, But they make their way across most of the continental U.S. And uh, they come to the brand new small X-Men nation of new Titan. In my notes, I was, I didn't know the Titan or the, uh, um, X-Men had a new brand new, like mutant country. So I was like, is this Canada? (laughs) Canada? X-Men land? Uh, they sure are here. Um, so they, uh, break, they like drive through the fence and they're, uh, stopped pretty quickly by, uh, a six man squad including Archangel, Magic, Beast, Strongman, Boom Boom, and Richter. Boom Boom. I was like, is that really her name? Boom Boom? Okay. Uh, Just as a FYI, this is regular Beast, not Dark Beast, because Dark Beast is running around at this time Oh, yeah, which I did not know until we meet him 
next. <laughs> so that's issue two. Oh, uh, just as an FYI, I just looked it up. Vampire by Night is a person. Uh, she can transform into a vampire or werewolf from dusk till dawn. Oh. Okay. She just gets to pick? Yeah, she just gets to pick. Okay. Jealous. So, just as an FYI. I like her. <laughs> First I've ever heard of her. <laughs> right? She had really scary, like, vampire face, and I was like, ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when vampires get to have scary face. I think it's nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So, in issue three, uh, the gang gets a very frosty welcome from uh, at, on their arrival to New Titan, um, you know, because of their violent past and whatnot. Yeah, the mutants and inhumans have uh, gone to war several times by this point. Yeah, they're not like buds. Um, Daisy's trying to negotiate with Normal Beast, and it's going fine uh, until... <laughs> oh, and she explains that they need to find a kid named Lear. Um, but Miss Marvel tries to like play nice and introduce herself to magic and boom boom. And they're just the meanest bitches. And they rile her up and call her a cheerleader and not a real hero. And she's like, I've been on the Avengers. Um, excuse you. <laughs> and they, they push her button so much, uh, that Kamala throws a punch. Eventually, uh, like they're all kind of trying to, they're trying to keep each other from fighting and like holding each other back. Um, and it gets a little chaotic until an earthquake like splits the group apart and everyone like looks at Daisy and they're like, what? <laughs> and she's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> and Richter's like, okay, everybody, time to c- calm down. And he also gives um, Daisy some side eyes, like, get your own superpowers. <laughs> like, okay, bitch, <laughs> I was born with this too. So at that point, Beast is like, okay, everybody needs to go home now. <laughs> And Daisy is kind of uh, chiding Kamala as they head back to the, co- the the car. And she's like, hey, I almost had an in with these guys. And Kamala's like, oh, sorry. Um, and Kamala is also like, oh, so we're just going to go back. We're not going to keep fight. Like, we're not going to keep searching. And she's like, no, we're going to we're going to keep searching. <laughs> but the so there's like the X-Men plane that's following them, making sure they go back to the border. And Daisy just sh- shoots it down with her uh earthquake powers as you want to do um right i do like this did you just kill kill the x-men no probably not <laughs> yeah no kamala's very like upset about the potential of people being killed yeah that's a thing mm-hmm. she's very like ethical which is great but you know it's like war times so you get you might have to kill somebody yeah yeah um, but yeah, the X-Men are probably alive, according to Daisy. Uh, Luna- Lunella lets them know that, or Lunette. Lunella. Lunella, okay. I think I was saying Lunette for a while. That's yeah, fine. Okay. Moon so, Girl. Moon Girl. Uh, <laughs> Lunella uh, lets them know that there's a secret lab uh, close by. She can see it on the radar. And they go inside, and they find like some gross bodies under sheets. And they're all like, ew, what the hell is this place? And... Then Beast comes out of the shadows and like, oh, yeah, this is Dark Beast's lab. And she was like, didn't we just kill him? Um, Or Kamala says that. Kamala says, like, didn't we just kill this guy? And she's like, oh, no, no, this is a different beast. He is evil and from another dimension. And like for me, I was just like, oh, okay, of course, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So if I remember correctly, he comes from Apocalypse. 
Sure. Like Age of Apocalypse, if I remember correctly. That's where Dark Beast comes from. I, I am not sure, to be honest with you. I do I, not I forget. Know. You, you, you keep going. I'll, I'll I was going to say, you could tell me anything right now. I just, he's from another dimension. Um, another dimension? Another dimension. <laughs> yeah. So they beat him up just a little bit and throw him onto a chair and tie him up. And Daisy and Kamala go to question him about where this kid Lear is. Um, he really doesn't cooperate or give them much information. So Daisy's like, okay, kitty time is over. Everybody out. And um, Kamala protests as uh, Daisy, you know, makes sure that she and Karnak are the only ones in the room. And they basically beat him up and torture him to get information out of him. And Kamala's very upset about this. And uh, Daisy's like, okay, you don't think I like, do you think I care? Like, I like that. I don't like to do that. But I have to, because this is war. We're doing war now. <laughs> and uh, I think she says, like, this is why I hate kids. <laughs> they can't do war. <laughs> uh, but the Dark Beast did learn that Hydra has Lear at this point. And uh, then <laughs> the X-Men show up again. Um, and Inferno's like, hey, guys, we can't stay here. <laughs> And they get violently escorted out of uh, New Titan. Um, they like their car is mostly in one piece as they cross the border, but then they're ambushed again. Uh, but this time by Hydra and um, Hyde Johnson, Daisy's dad, is leading the charge. And I think he just like blasts them. Oh yeah. no, he has a crew there. He has a he like he shoots a bomb at them and the and you know, it's a bomb. Uh and then they've also got like dark avengers and assassin avengers. Yeah, like taskmasters there, visions there. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're hitting everybody. Uh Yeah. There was a lot of people yeah. in these in these issues. Yeah, really yeah, running the gambit. Mhm. Uh in the flashbacks of this issue we get to see how kamala was dealing with um like the takeover as it was happening um she's really trying to like contribute to the rebellion and like the fight but balancing keeping her community safe uh by laying low um all of hydra is like out in the streets trying to get her and she's like oh god i really can't expose myself um a couple of people in her community get arrested for like quote unquote terrorist acts. Uh, they were going to blow up some Hydra stuff and it's, you know, it's a struggle for her. So uh, I think she, she eventually like kind of leaves New Jersey a little bit. She like kind of goes off. She's like, I, I think I need to leave to keep my community safe. Uh, but that's the end of issue four, uh, three. And then issue four uh, we get to see Hyde with his Dark Avengers team. Uh, he brought Deadpool, Scarlet Witch, Taskmaster, Taskmaster, and Vision uh, as his... Oh, I called them the fascist Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they all do a fight. They fight pretty good. It was a good fight. I. It's so hard for me to describe fights in comics or in television shows. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, they do the tough. fight. They do the fight. Um, they do lose and are captured by Hyde. Um and Daisy and Hyde just yell at each other a bit for, I don't know, for like a couple pages. It's mostly about like, this is my moral compass. This is my moral compass. Yada, yada, yada. Um, in the background, we see Lunella uh, stealing some of Deadpool's ni- um, nitrogen. Or what is it? It's liquid nitrogen? Because it's real, real cold. 
I believe so. And she, <laughs> Lunella's like, why does he have all this stuff? <laughs> um, so Lunella is able to free herself, and uh, Daisy has used her uh, quake powers to uh, crash the plane. Um, her team is like, oh, okay, so did you have, like, a plan on how to escape before you started to crash the plane? And Daisy's like, nope. And they're like, okay, but like, how about now after that it's crashing? Do you have a plan to save us all now? She's like, no, (laughs) Uh, can't really help you there. (laughs) Um, So uh, they're all, they're all trying to run around together. uh, But Lunella gets separated um, and Lunella is actually able to make it to the control room and knock out an adult man with a pipe, which is lovely. Uh, She calls for help. And then she sees her devil dino locked up in a cage and she goes to try and get her dino out. Uh, While she's trying to free her dinosaur, she meets uh, a kid named Lear. Weird. And uh, Lear's really cryptic for a child. He, He tells her, oh, we don't have any time. And like, there's nothing you can do. Uh, And then she gets knocked out and uh, it cuts back to, the other team like i can't leave without lunella this sucks and uh like the ship's kind of falling apart and then the avengers or not the avengers the um x-men, X-Men archangel and some other guy i forget he was in fire like he was flying and he was on fire does that ring a bell nope. no archangel and some i don't know he's, uh, he's in it. there somewhere but two X-Men show up and they're like, hey, we can carry you four out. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Daisy's like, there is a child back here that I need to save. And they're like, we don't we don't have time for that. Oh, so, it's Sunspot. Oh, Sunspot. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, they're able to save uh, Daisy, Karnak, Miss Marvel, and Inferno. And the plane crashes. Oh, uh, the other thing that Lear says before... It, Lunella goes unconscious is that he doesn't have any powers so like they're trying to find this kid and he doesn't have anything special to contribute um, the flashback series in this issue is Lunella as the takeover is happening in her neighborhood um, she lives in Manhattan and she's been kind of running around checking on the neighborhood uh, just kind of witnessing uh, Hydra running through the streets Uh, She finds her dino who has been protecting a group of people and um, she kind of escorts them to safety and she gets chased by some bad guys. And after they clear, like they get, they get away from the bad guys. The dinosaur doesn't stop running though. And she's like, Hey, you dumb, dumb, stop running. We're, we're okay. But he jumps into the Hudson river and swims out far enough just in time to escape the dark force dome that trapped everybody. He's got really good instincts. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think it's Sunspot. I I, I think it's someone else. Uh, okay. I'm I'm looking it up. Continue. Is it? What What if it's like instead of Rachel, it's Robert, and he's the Dark Phoenix, but a boy? No, okay. no. The the Phoenix Force <laughs> isn't a thing at this particular oh, okay, moment okay. in time. Fun, 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 fun. I want to say it does start with Sun though. Mm. Sunfire, maybe. Yeah, sure. Sunfire. Okay, Sunfire. He was on fire, and I was like, okay. There's, I, too, there's too many fire people. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool power. I get it. Yeah. But that's issue four. In issue five, uh, 
the crew plus the couple X-Men that saved them um, are digging through the rubble to try and find Lunella. Um, Daisy is convinced that she's dead and Kamala still has some hope. But uh, the only uh, person or animal that they can find is the dinosaur because um, he survived in his cage made of vibranium. So they free um, they free Devil Dino um, and he does this like really sad <laughs> like yell and they're all very sad and uh, then he starts like moving differently and drawing in the sand or in the dirt. Um, they realize that Moon Girl is alive and that she mind swapped with her dinosaur for a little bit. She's able to um, show it's, them. It's a thing she's always been able to do. It hasn't come up to this point, but. <laughs> no, the, I mean, this was the first I saw she could do it. So <laughs> I was like, all right, sure. Whatever, Marvel. <laughs> Convoluted as hell, I yeah. would say. Yes. She, she sometimes randomly tra- like swaps minds with the dinosaur. Other times mm-hmm. it's on purpose. But yeah, it's a th- she, being very smart and then being able to swap bodies with her pet dinosaur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Uh, so she's able to show uh, her team like where she's being held captive. And um, it's the inhuman palace that's been taken over by Hydra and turned into an inhuman prison. Um, so they go there. And I think they, they kind of just hand wave them breaking in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they do a good fight. They're all capable fighters. And they find uh, Lunella, who's, like, in a little cage, and Lear, who's in the room with her. And there's, like, some toys around. And Daisy is ready to blast this child. <laughs> like, she will murder this child. Um, they let, um, like, Luna- Lunella out of the cage. And Lunella is all, Lear's fine. He's a normal kid. He's a prisoner here, too. And they're like, well, why were you in a cage? And she's like, I kicks them in the balls. <laughs> so <laughs> they explain that his like he was experimented on in dark beast lab and that his powers can boost other inhumans abilities for a short period of time but he can only do it once and that's after he like act like i i don't i think he's able to do like he didn't go through the terrigen mist um process but he he's with the experimenting he's still able to use that power it was it was a little weird he's also uh karnak's son daisy is really pissed cuz uh karnak didn't tell them that and karnak doesn't like hug him or seem too upset about the whole situation and uh daisy's also really mad that like they have this kid who's basically not useful and she doesn't see how he is a part of the plan at all. Karnak basically is like, okay, well, uh, we could start fighting now <laughs> and just use this boost. Like there's not going to be a better time. Uh, we have the element of surprise. And he asked Lunella, like, what do you think we should do? And she's like, yeah, if we can save people right now, let's do it. So uh, they start fighting or they, you know, they kind of start their plan. They want to gather up all the other Inhumans who uh, are in the prison. But some guy named Brian already helped to free them. It was just like mentioned in passing and it said, see Captain America number 25 or whatever. And I was like, okay, go off, Brian. Um <laughs> So all the Inhumans are gathered and Daisy and Miss Marvel are ca- trying to like 
you know, get them on board with fighting this rebellion. And uh, they're not really buying it at first. And Karnak is like, hey, guys, I'm part of the royal family. And they're like, oh, well, are you going to lead us? And he's like, no, nah, that's not my thing. However, <laughs> um, it's not the royal family that has, like, you know, made the Inhumans successful or, you know, victorious in battle. It's always been uh, the populace that fight for the royal family. So, like, we want, we need you guys to fight for you. Um, and they're basically like, okay, sure. Um, Lear does his, like, power up on Inferno Daisy and Kamala. And they all do a big fight with Hydra. And it goes pretty well um, for a while. Eventually, there's just too many soldiers and they're starting to get worn down. And um, they're like, you know, they're doing that like battle chat. So you get a sense of how it's going. Mm -hmm. And Karnak is like, well, well, you're either going to die or some miracle's going to happen. And then the other Avengers (laughs) show up, which includes like Hawkeye. Um, it's Hawkeye, Falcon, yeah. Goliath, Wonder Man, Misty Knight, Thing, and Hercules. Uh-huh, oh, wow. Uh-huh. It's a weird team. It's a B squad yeah. and a C squad put together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Wonder Man. I can't actually tell. I, but... I think you're right. I think it is. Um, but Hawkeye's there. So yeah. that, that was nice. Uh, <laughs> that's cute. So they um, basically have Hydra on the run at that point. Um and Daisy goes to confront her father directly, but her boost has run out, and she's got a level of exhaustion now. <laughs> her, <laughs> D- D- her, D- her things. She's yeah. passed out. Her haste is worn out, and now she's exhausted. Um, but she, like, passes out a little. Like, she just falls down on the way to confront him. And he's like, oh, that's convenient for me. Okay. So he basically takes Daisy and flies away with her. Um. As the battle ends, the Avengers and Miss Marvel are having a talk and they're like, hey, that's good job, guys. Like, we can keep this fight going another day. Like, we're we're doing it. Um, and everybody's like, oh, where's Daisy? And uh, I forget who it is, but um, oh, Morningstar uh, sees Daisy get taken. Um, and she's like, well, she went to go fight her father and she didn't come back. So. Um, and she saw the, his plane going in some random other direction. Uh, so they have this whole discussion uh, with like Kamala and the other teammates. Like, well, Daisy said several times, this is not a team. Like, I don't, they're, they're kind of wondering whether they should even go get her or not. And it cuts away from them. Uh, we get to see Hyde and Daisy arguing back and forth (laughs) Um, and we get to see more of Hyde's motivations and he's like I just want my little daughter back to join me in my mercenary business is that so wrong (laughs) Um, if we (laughs) and his plan is to kill Captain America so there's a power vacuum and then fill that power vacuum with himself yeah sure yeah pretty typical yeah fascism stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very uh you know easy breezy like I don't know. It's like you're not having your own original idea to take over the world. You're just like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, Daisy is like very defiant through the the whole conversation. And she like t- says, fuck you, dad. I never liked you, dad. You suck. Um, and like in the background, we see uh, the, a plane with Miss Marvel on it. And it's like, oh, boy, they came to rescue her. Hooray. 
so they do. They shoot the plane down. Um, they're they're like all ready to beat Hyde up um, as they emer- like as they come out of the rubble of the plane. Um, and Karnak goes up to him and like paralyzes him with kung fu, <laughs> like Tai Lee in Avatar, the Last Airbender. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so Hyde tells Karnak that he's a bad dad too. Like we're in the same bad dad club. Like where do you get off? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Hyde knows that Karnak sold his son to Mister Sinister, uh, to to have like his potential unlocked. Um, everybody's really mad at Karnak for doing that because this is a boy. This is a child. Yeah, it's it's literally like a ten year old. Yeah, he's a Ooh, he's a little baby. Yeah. That's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. Karnak. Yeah, Karnak yeah, gave his ten-year-old mm-hmm. to Mister Sinister to experiment on. Yeah, that's nice. And Karnak's like, "Well, these are the puzzle pieces that I had, and this is how they fit together in a way that makes my plan go well." So, um, Inferno is like, "Okay, Lear, we're just gonna walk away from this, and we're gonna get you into like a nice house where you can chill." We also get a flashback of Karnak telling his son that. Um, Oh, you're going to set things in motion that are so cool and so great. Um, and Lear is asking him some questions, but they're cut off by Mr. Sinister, who looks like a court jester Dracula. Is that how he always looks? Or who? Sorry. Mr. Sinister? Uh, no, he, the, he, he's like had always had like a blue outfit with like a diamond on his chest uh-huh. and like little like stringy things off the back. Okay. Yeah, he definitely looks more like he's trying to go like, business casual mad scientist yeah yeah he's like a businessman dracula with weird face paint on that makes him look like a court jester yeah yeah it's a it's it's a look for sure yeah but uh it was very sinister (laughs) and that's how that ends (laughs) yay uh how'd you feel about the run uh, so far yeah it was good i liked it i wanted to keep reading uh but i was very very tired yeah so you got a lot of people in yours so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah a lot of brand new names brand new faces yeah a lot of name dropping Um, this yeah, yeah. The story itself was really good, though. I I liked the writing, um, and I liked the pacing, like cutting in the flashbacks with the present day, like you know, this is what we're going through right now. It worked really well. Um, I feel like the writers and the artists were, I don't know, they were all on point. It was, it was very good. Yeah, good. cool. All right. Well, we'll pick up with mine after this brief break. Welcome back, listener. Thank you for sticking with us here. So I'm going to finish off the Secret Warriors run. Uh, we originally only planned to go through 10, but I was like, there's only two more issues, and I don't see the last two issues anywhere in our like reading. So I'm just going to finish this run off. Mm-hmm. So uh, we pick up sometime later. Um, I'm not entirely sure. So it seems like Hydra has fallen at this point. Captain America has fallen. Uh, all of the plans have gone to dust more or less uh it's kind of strange because like the the war is no longer like a looming threat in any of mine and the team has already disbanded kind of like they weren't really ever a team but they're not a team now Hmm. well yeah so there's really not a lot of explanation as to what's going on i thought i was going to get a little bit more but actually it seems like Mine was a decent, like, jump-off point, because it didn't tie into yours particularly well. 
Um, I don't know if it came up in your comics, but apparently Daisy had found out or was suspected that Agent Coulson was assassinated. Oh. And so it said that she had learned that, so I assumed that it was in your comics, but I don't Well, yeah, she, like, several people throughout the run are like, no, Coulson's really dead, and you have to believe that. And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) But she gets told several times by, uh, several times that Coulson is dead. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So uh, we start off with Daisy finding, like, a random Hydra agent. Uh, I don't know if he's random, but she, uh, she, uh, she hunts him down pulls him to the side and like essentially is like you know gonna beat the shit out of him starts like vibrating the organs inside of his body to see how long he'll last um and he eventually talks saying that like so she's super pissed off about colson being dead like she's on a vendetta quest now that like that's a pretty decent chunk of this entire first issue but apparently it was deadpool that killed phil colson that was the unknown assassin that killed him which i thought was kind of weird We'll get to it. All right. So uh, her quest is going to continue on. There's a secondary quest with Karnak. So there's the uh, An- Anulux corporate offices, which is essentially an inhuman corporate business. Mm-hmm. It's a big old business that does uh, inhuman business. And they do a bunch of like R&D and they, they have their hands all over the place. Uh, but uh, the person that runs it is the son of Medusa and Black Bolt. Okay. So he's also one of the royal family, but he's kind of denounced his royal family, similar to how Karnak has. Uh, and he's just running a giant corporation now. Karnak goes in to talk to him, wants to get in with him, like, oh, I have like the, the strategy or whatever. And then the uh, guy turns him away. Uh, the, I forget, why am I blanking on who his name is? But uh, he, he turns Karnak away mm-hmm. uh being like essentially like i'm not hiring you and yeah things move on so daisy's back on her quest hunts down some more people finds the person that they were talking about confirms that it was in fact deadpool that killed colson the guy in charge of the business um uh like he's taking a phone call karnak had said like uh like oh you should move you know x items that you have out of whatever country uh and then the next scene is the the that country is falling into like a civil war and all the corporate assets and stuff like that are gonna you know be destroyed or whatever and he's like oh karnak actually was you know on to something here he's actually like paying attention and kind of has an idea of what's going on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. daisy puts a hit out on herself okay um Oh wait, I did. <laughs> I did read this last night. I did keep going a little bit. I thought this part was great. <laughs> yeah, so Daisy put a hit out on herself to try to lure Deadpool out to fight her essentially. And uh uh but Taskmaster shows up instead and he ta- like stabs the person in the shower and it's just a uh butt ass naked like robot man uh standing in Daisy's shower. So Taskmaster and Daisy fight for a while. Daisy eventually gets the upper hand and uh, he's like, why is there just a naked man in, you know, in your shower? And why is he a robot? And why is he anatomically <laughs> correct? Uh, but it, apparently it's a Dum Dum Dugan uh, LMD, mm-hmm. which is like life like uh, something, something. 
but they're they're robots. There's it, a lot of isn't it like life decoy body or something? Yeah, it's like life life like decoy. So yeah, I don't whatever. I don't care. Okay, it's okay. a robot that looks human. <laughs> that's anatomically correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, Taskmaster asks like, why are they anatomically correct? And Daisy's like, I don't know. Shield was weird. <laughs> like, but uh, uh, Taskmaster is you know bested and Daisy's like, where's Deadpool? He's like, I don't know, but I know a guy. So we get um, uh, Fireman. Why am I blanking on Fireman's uh, name? Oh, oh, Dante. Dante. There yeah. we go. Uh, he is hot. Yeah. Yeah. So he's babysitting right now. Uh, he's babysitting a baby, and then he goes to get the door, and he gets blasted uh, by some uh, some people. It turns out it's Dark, uh, Dark Beast. Dark Beast is there to steal Dante's niece. Because mm-hmm. yeah. rude. So. She is not an inhuman, but she has the inhuman like g like genes. Essentially, they didn't even know Dante was going to be there. So, whatever. Daisy goes and meets up with the person that knows where Deadpool is. Uh, he shows her through the dressing room curtain, and there's Deadpool. It was like, oh, he's uh, come find me because he's here, kind of thing. <laughs> so. Karnak gets hired on to this corporation, uh, and he gets put in, like, put ahead of, like, essentially, like, a logistics department, more or less. He gets shown around. He's really kind of off-putting the, the entire time, but, uh, Karn, uh, yeah, Karnak and, uh, Moon Girl are talking. They're, like, they've become kind of friends. Karnak's being this, the strategist, Moon Girl just being super smart. They talk back and forth. Dante goes and finds Moon Girl because he needs help because his niece was stolen. Yeah. Uh, so Dante, Moon Girl, go meet up with Miss Marvel to, you know, get the team back together. Uh, <laughs> the Secret Warrior team. The, the, yeah, the Secret <laughs> Warrior team. Dante's like, I feel weird being on this playground with children. Uh, people get the wrong impression. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, no, that no one would think like that. And he's like you've never been a man like standing <laughs> in a like speedo in a child's playground like <laughs> wait why is it a speedo he's, he's in oh, his, he's in his did uniform he, did he burn up his clothes no he's just in his uniform his what his skin tight uniform his armor i, I thought oh okay okay <laughs> i i was thinking bare skin no no speedo skin tight Okay, okay. Like Speedo uniform. Gotcha, gotcha. I was thinking uh, European <laughs> beach Speedo, and I was no. like, wait, why is he wearing that? Did he burn all his clothes away already? <laughs> no. So Daisy tracks down Deadpool. She blasts him. He's blessed. Starts shooting back. They fight. Uh, he's like, you know what? Screw the superhero things. He just throws a grenade into like a diner. Uh, Daisy goes to rescue the people inside while he runs off. And uh, it's... The guy that was showing Daisy where Deadpool was is Bullseye, the guy that can aim real good. Like, so he's like, "Oh, that was a boring fight. He ran away." And then uh, Miss Marvel, Moon Girl, and Dante show up right as Quake leaves because they're trying to track her down. But uh, they, you know, they're trying to track down Daisy. Daisy's trying to track down Deadpool. Daisy finds Deadpool. They fight. Uh, Deadpool's like, yeah, I killed him. Uh, it was a job. It was whatever. I, I understand that. And they just keep fighting. But Daisy eventually gets the upper hand and, like, shakes the ground and makes a pit. Um, Bullseye is like, oh, you weren't supposed to win. So then he, like, <laughs> shoots her in the arm with a dagger. 
But Daisy uh, knocks Deadpool into a pit and then is going to fill the pit with cement. So he's hardened inside the cement. But since oh. he can't die, he'll live forever encased in cement. Oh, That's God. dark. <laughs> yeah, it's real dark. Um, <laughs> but uh, Bullseye's like, all right, I can't let that happen. That seems like a not good thing. And Deadpool, like, the entire time is talking like, all right. So, like, you know... That probably wasn't great for me to kill Phil Coulson, and I understand that you're upset about this, like, <laughs> going on. But Dante and uh, Miss Marvel show up to uh, fight and try to stop Bullseye from stopping Daisy. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dante and Miss Marvel get their shit rocked by Bullseye, which is pretty funny. Moan Girl <laughs> goes to stop Quake, and, you know, eventually Bullseye gets yeeted into the ocean and Daisy says that Deadpool got away again. He's slippery. That yeah. little bitch. So he, they're no longer... That's essentially the end of the Deadpool arc. Oh, okay, okay. So essentially she like tries to enact her revenge. She's going to. But the team stops her and she realizes it wasn't the right thing to do. She's like really big on vengeance. And they're trying to like keep her from yeah. being that. Yeah. It's not yeah. her best impulse. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. So That's fair. Episode issue eight, we pick up with some kids uh, playing superheroes. It's not important. But Mr. Sinister comes and just kidnaps a random child. <laughs> Why are they collecting with, children? With all, his, with all of his mutant things. Back at the oh, corporation, God. Karnak is starting to act really weird. He's walking around without a shirt on. He has like, he's like turned his office into like a little dungeon like thing. And no one really knows what he's doing, but he's like so weird. The, the corporation's never been more efficient and all this other stuff. But like, no one really knows what the fuck he does and no one talks <laughs> to him. And like, he is uh, like, you can't control me. And they're like, it's literally my job to control you kind of thing. Like, <laughs> but, uh, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. But he's like, Karnak, I need to know what you're, you're working on. Uh, forgive me. I was trying to be delicate. It's not your business. Good night. And he slams the door in his face. He's like, <laughs> it is my business. It's literally my business. <laughs> like, but, uh, so the team goes and talks to Dante's sister, who, uh, whose, you know, child was kidnapped and they're like, oh, okay, well, we need to get this child back. You know, let's figure it out. And then they hear a noise upstairs. They run upstairs. There's a fire ring and magic is there uh, with her soul sword. They go to fight magic and uh, magic teleports out of the way and then puts her sword up against Kamala Khan's throat. Like, hey, calm your shit, guys. So uh, she's like, I wasn't here to fight. I was here to try to help you guys. But you guys are being dickheads again. Uh, okay, more but or less what she says. <laughs> magic was a bitch first, and I stand by that. Kamala's like, you. Ca- the X Men came to help us, and she's like, No, I came to help you. So you specifically, yeah, pretty much. So they're like, All right, we got the team together. Let's, let's figure this out. And Magic's like, all right, all right, let's go to a place and see if we can figure out what's going on. So they show up this place. Dante, th- th- through all of the contact uh, comic books, pretty much every time they teleport, Dante throws up. <laughs> um, it's a reoccurring gag. Like he doesn't ever get used to being able to teleport. That's he just great. doesn't like it. So he, like it's a running gag. He throws up all the time. He's a sensitive what? boy. Yeah, he has tummy issues. Okay, got the tum rums. <laughs> so uh, they they uh, go and they find like you know, a uh, evidence of what where the child might have been taken and stuff like that. So they, they follow the evidence some more 
and it leads them to a uh, a warehouse, kind of unassuming. So like, oh, should we go inside? And Quake's like, yeah, and like blows up the entire half of the wall <laughs> instead of you know just going inside like normal ass people, <laughs> like opening a door. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, oh, Dark Beast is here, and then, like everyone just goes in super fucking hot, like immediately just busts in and starts like attacking people. Um. It, like all of Mr. Sinister's like random people, but it was really funny because uh, <laughs> they they like find Dark Beast and like they go in and then Magic like just goes in for blood, <laughs> like just absolutely gonna kill some people. <laughs> like it's it's pretty funny, but eventually they subdue all these people and they come inside and there is a very Matrix esque uh, scene where it's a bunch of people in pods <laughs> like lining a bunch of walls and stuff like that. It's they're just tons and tons of people like oh. encapsulated and they they're all children. Ew. I hate that. Yeah. It's no good. So the secret warriors uh, the the team uh is like, "Ooh, well that's not good." So we we cut to a uh, a scene where they're going how, like one child at a time and returning them back to their parents. Oh. Wow. Like all over the world and like magic is like teleporting the team to every single Oh my god. Yeah, magic sing- would be so tired. Yeah, she's very sleepy. Mm. Uh but it's really funny cuz it's uh Quake, Miss Marvel and Magic that are returning the people. You know, parents are all super happy, and every time they leave, uh, Kamala's like, we didn't kidnap your kid, goodbye, and like, as they're teleporting away. That's great. I mean, you gotta be clear about these things. Yeah. They're like, you gotta stop saying it. It sounds like we kidnapped their kids. It sounds like we definitely kidnapped their children. <laughs> uh, but like, most of the kids that are left over don't know where they live. Oh. So like, the it's, it's hard to get them home because they just don't know. They're just babies. Yeah. Uh, so Moon Girl's been trying to figure out what Dark Beast was doing. But yeah, it's uh, they're like, okay, that's, you know, not great. We cut back to the business with Karnak. Um, Karnak goes in and like interrupts like a board meeting. is like, oh, I need you to sign these papers. And then like they yell at each other a little bit. And uh, Karnak's like, oh, I need like $2.8 million for a new project I'm working on. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this project you're working on? <laughs> and like one of the board's members is like, do you think we just have $2.8 million lying around? Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Karnak yeah, is like, all right, guys, go arrest him. And everyone's like, what? And he's like, well, you diverted $2.8 million out of the funds for the company to an offshore account. And the guy's like, I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to it. Uh, <laughs> it was an accident, it, actually. I, I accidentally made myself rich. So then Karnak's like, can I have that $2.8 million for my, my project now that it's available? Like, <laughs> so, anyways. So, so uh, Kamala, Quake, and Magic return. Magic's super duper tired. She's just exhausted from teleporting constantly. And as they return, Dark Beast is there with a bunch of goons. Uh, they beat up Dante and tortured him. Um, so he's he's real bloody and like really kind of fucked up. Aww. So th- they do a fight. Uh, it's fine. But uh, Quake is trying to get to Dark Beast. And Dark Beast steals Moon Girl's uh, laptop and is like, like searching stuff on her on her laptop as he fights which That's i was like rude sure why not but beast gets his hand on quake quake's like all right uh he's like well you are you, you're gonna pass out and she's like well I, let's see if i can shatter all the bones in your body before i pass out <laughs> um, <laughs> but we cut to the side and mr sinister shows up so all the fighting stops uh a bunch of the random goons have been like killed and stuff and mr sinister is like uh hey uh please please don't do that uh i i'm supposed to like be 
like or i'm not like mr uh genocidal gen wow i can't <laughs> speak uh he he's just being a dickhead mr sinister's being mr sinister doing geneticist things he's kind of explaining some of the stuff that's going on that they were trying to recreate the terrigen mist oh yeah because it's gone now yeah the royal mm-hmm. family like destroyed all of it and like there, essentially there's no more new inhumans mm-hmm. so he's working Seems on uh selfish. doing the the terrigen mist and so Mr. Sinister uh, has the baby, uh, Dante's niece, and, uh, like, walks off with it, essentially, again. So, yeah. You can't just be taking people's babies. Well, I guess you can. essentially, Mr. Sinister, yeah, he's like, hey, I-, I want some things. I'll give you baby back if you do the things. But, uh, yeah, D- Dante's pretty defeated. They're trying to come up with a, a new plan, and uh, they call Karnak, and Karnak's like, meh. I don't really care. Uh, but he decides to implement a... Uh, he's like, hey, I got a big news tip. Because they're they're going to re- finish returning the kids because they don't know what else to do. So he calls in the news to like as for the next person that's going to get dropped off so that like there's a big news story going on. They uh, get there. There's a bunch of... like Magic gets there. She's kind of pissed off. There's a bunch of news people now. They return the kid. The kid starts talking super weird, though. Uh, like when he's talking to it and uh like they're just like oh no more questions and then kamala's like oh no something's wrong so she like tries to grab onto the kid and he just explodes oh like detonates and kills a bunch of people that's not good yeah uh so now the this team has been implemented as like essentially like a terrorist group like because uh at the same time a bunch of other kids that were also returned home also exploded all across the country (gasps) and the same group of people you know was saw dropping these kids off at each of these locations kind of thing oh that's so sad So, so now they're they're all fugitives uh so the inhumans went to new adeline to uh to hide and Dante is like, all right, well, this isn't the worst place to be. And everyone else is kind of like, so Dante goes and tries to find his group that uh, we saw with him with earlier. And none of them want to talk to Dante. And Dante's like, hey, guys, what's what's the matter? Why are you so mad at me? He's like, I I went to go help or get help. And they're like, yeah, but you never came back. You're a fucking coward. You ran away. You left us all to die. Oh, oh. I mean, he kind of did. Yeah, he kind of did. Uh, <laughs> like, it sucks, though. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Magic and Dante leave. Uh, Karnak. Um, it, we go back to the, the business, and, like, a bunch of people are freaking out inside of the, the um, inhuman business. And they're like, they're coming, run, watch it. They're like, we're all going to go to Italian prison, prison. And Karnak's like, what's going on? And they're like... I'm sorry, we're we're being, like, raided by the police. And Karnak's like, uh, I need a few minutes of your time to the, like, the head guy. His name's, um, uh, H-U-R-A. Aura? Aura? Aura, probably? I don't know. I I never wanted to try to say his name. But he's like, I need a few minutes of your time. And he's like, we are busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But apparently Karnak has essentially been making, like, shell companies and, like, being able to divert assets. So, like, the the business that they currently have is untouchable. Um, Like, the, the business won't, like, be completely shut down. Like, and the reason why they're being raided is because... Um, when the fight happened with the group 
they found equipment that belonged to this company in Mr. Sinister's lab. So Karnak was selling equipment to Mr. Sinister for him to do experiments as well. Okay. That dick. Yeah. So Karnak was helping them out and now, and all the equipment that he was selling was, you know, highly illegal equipment, like breaks a bunch of like laws and stuff like that. So the company's going down, but you know, they're going to survive the fallout because of what Karnak has done with the company. Uh, So yeah, it's a, it's whatever, but uh, the Dante finds out. He goes there, tries to confront confront Karnak because he finds out that Karnak's been helping Mister Sinister and he wants his niece back. Um, but the, the uh, aura is like, nah, uh, Karnak is helping me now, uh, so you know it, we can't let you have him. So Dante and Magic get beat up and have to leave. All, all the other kids that were dropped off get put back into pods, or not maybe all of them, but a lot of them because they're afraid more of them are going to explode. So all their parents are there this time. And uh, we have Moon Girl hanging out with Lear. They found Lear. It's fine. It's whatever. But Dante's super upset and like still just doesn't know what to do. He's really dejected. Like His team has rejected him. He can't save his niece. All this other stuff. Um, so Dante runs off. Uh, after he finds a rhyme about the throne of New Adeline, there's a, there's talk about uh, like a Terrigen, like the the the, the special rock that has the Terrigen in it. So mm-hmm. he steals some of that and he's gonna go give it to Mister Sinister and trade for his niece. Okay. So Karnak and Aurora get uh, arrested because of you know their things. The business is gonna survive, but they're gonna have to go to jail for a little while. Um. As you do. Yeah, but... For financial crimes. I, I jumped ahead. Dante doesn't leave to steal it yet. He leaves in just a minute. But before he leaves, he bangs it out with Daisy. Uh, what? Huh? Yeah. What? Daisy and uh, Dante bang it out. Uh, and Show me the page right now. I mean, it, you don't see much. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> uh, Miss Marvel, like, had brought him food because he was really upset. But then, like, he's, like, naked. And he looks. she looks around him and sees Daisy there. And she's super upset that Daisy's in there. So, um, this whole time, Miss Marvel and Daisy have been butting heads because Miss Marvel does not like the fact that Daisy tortured Beast. Like, that, that that's a huge sticking point for Miss Marvel's. Daisy is not a good person. Like, she is willing to torture people. She's willing to kill people just for the sake of doing it kind of thing. So, yeah. But uh, Daisy and Dante are, like sitting there like hey what's like dante's like kind of like what are we and daisy's like i don't know uh stress relief and really nothing more and dante gets upset and leaves and that's when he goes and steals the the terrigen stuff yeah that's rough yeah <laughs> he she says i don't need a ba- a make a wish boyfriend <laughs> right. like, oh my god yeah it's it's that's rough. rough yeah uh yeah so the uh and, well, and it doesn't help that Dante, like, hurt a couple of guards and stuff like that on his way out after stealing the rock and, like, stealing one of the ships. So the the team that came with Dante gets, you know, suppressed, more or less. They end up escaping uh, with magic. Like, with the person magic, not actual mm-hmm. magic. You know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they run away because Dante fucked things up. Uh, and, like, a bunch of people got hurt because of it. Yeah. Uh, so they go to where Mr. Sinister was and they find that Dante has, uh, has the niece and has exchanged the crystal, but Dante is going to have to stay and be experimented on. That was kind of the deal. 
So they they fight for a little bit, but they stop, and then Karnak shows up, um, and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing here, Karnak? Like, <laughs> what, what's your deal?" And he's like, "Oh, well, uh, it's probably time to finally make our move. Like, we got to go get this baby back." And they're like, "Oh, we have the baby." And he's like, "Well, that was unexpected. That eh, doesn't really change anything, though." And they're like, "What do you mean it doesn't change anything?" And he's like, "It's a deviation from the plans, but it doesn't really change anything." Um. So. He was essentially giving Mr. Sinister stuff because Mr. Sinister needed to uh, recreate the Terrigen Mist, and he needed to examine people that had gone through Terrigenesis and people that hadn't and, like, needed a bunch of data points. So that's why he was stealing all the kids, because these are all people that had, had the inhuman genes but hadn't transformed. So now he needs Dante because it will, and then... Um, he can recreate the Terrigen Mist, especially now that he has the rock and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Karnak confronts Mr. Sinister about, like, hey, what the the fuck you doing? Like, this wasn't part of the deal, and yeah. They go back and forth, and Mr. Sinister is like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna give Dante back. He made his deal. <laughs> um, and a bunch of, like, the monsters pour out. But, Magic had the portal open the whole time, so they find out that Mr. Sinister was behind all of the troubles, so all of the uh, other Inhumans show up to fight Mr. Sinister's people. It's fine. It's whatever. Karnak fights Mr. Sinister <laughs> in hand-to-hand combat, beats him, whatever, but he steals Moon Girl. He's gonna. He's got Moon Girl. <gasps> oh he's he's holding her hostage. Um, so but, and he has the Terrigen Mist in one hand, and he's like, you know, I, like, I did it, and then Moon Girl, like, kicks the Terrigen Mist out of his hand. So the Terrigen Mist is deadly to mutants, and Mr. Sinister is a mutant, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Moon Girl thinks she just killed Mr. Sinister. Um, <laughs> so they walk out, and Karnak gives his little speech about what was going on. So his whole plan was he took control of the company after all of the shit went down. So now the Inhumans have like a butt ton of money to use. He's in charge of the company. And the they got the Terrigen Mist so they can restart the Inhuman race. And all of this was to... He, he doesn't want to be the ruler because the, the royal family was like absolute shit. But he wants to install Moon Girl as the ruler of the Inhumans. Oh, I like that. So that, that was essentially his master plan. And then Moon Girl's like, fuck no. <laughs> like, that sounds <laughs> awful. That's not a thing I want to do. And he's like, what? Like, he likes bowing to her. And she, like, takes the papers for the, like, all the money from the company and just, like, hands it off back to Aurora. Like, oh, I think this is your company. You can have it back now. <laughs> like, No wonder he was so deferential to her, like, all the time. Yeah, so he, he thinks she is the, the best person to rule I mean, All she's of the, the smartest baby. Yeah, but so. she's not like, she's still a baby, though. She's a baby. But yeah, she's like, <laughs> no, like, that's not a thing I want to do. So. She's like, look at me, I'm 10. <laughs> so th- essentially, like, everything goes back to the way it was. And uh, they, like, this small team of, like, essentially Dante, Miss Marvel, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Aurora, they're, they're just like, oh, hey, um, all of this, like, we might be able to get the Terrigen Mist back, but it was. Uh, obtained using like really unethical sources so we're gonna just destroy all of the research okay so they they blow up mr sinister's lab destroying all the research that uh karnak had worked towards i mean i guess that's fair like i don't know a a bunch of people are like hey that was kind of fucked up you didn't like you know you should ask ask us yeah you should ask more uh, people and you kind of doomed our race because you know now we don't have the mists and like now all of these people's suffering was for literally nothing. Yeah, so, I don't like that. But uh, yeah, it 
they get offered a home at New Atlantean uh, if they want. But Miss Marvel's like, hey, I kind of want to go home. Moon Girl's like, hey, I'm a kid, so you know, I want to be a kid for a while. Daisy's like, I need to work some things out. Mm-hmm. I got some fucked up issues I need to work on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Dante's like, oh, you know, that would be great if I could. And she's like, nah, you're fucking banished. You hurt <laughs> a bunch of people. You abandoned a bunch of people. You you are dead to all of us. You are not an inhuman in our eyes. Oh, dang. Wow. He really fucks up. Yeah. Like, they, they are very upset. Dang. So, yeah. Uh, Karnak doesn't understand how his plan failed, hmm. uh, so he real sad because he's like, I don't, I don't understand. I, wh- where was my flaw? Everything was perfect, and then Daisy's like, Nah, you were just a dickhead. Like the the <laughs> flaw in your plan was you. Like <laughs> you the problem, bro. So, so we're gonna do this last issue real quick. It's it's whatever. Uh, Moon Girl tells all of the people on the t- so this is like a while later. It seems like everyone's kind of been off doing their own things for a while. Um, Moon Girl tells everyone to come over. It's her birthday, and she doesn't tell anyone that she invited anyone else and asks everyone to bring, like, cake and cupcakes and pie and whatever. So everyone starts to show up, and none of them want to be there. Like, everyone's mad at each other. Like, there, there's still a lot of tensions. Like, Dante wants to kill Karnak for his niece being, like, stolen and him being tortured. And, you know, Miss Marvel state still hates Daisy for being, like, a terrible person and trying to, like, torture a bunch of people and kill a bunch of people. And I, yeah. I think she should get over that, personally. It's a thing. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> magic's there, too, because why not? Uh, but uh, Moon Moon Girl wants to have a uh, uh, a game night for her birthday, even though it's not her birthday. She keeps telling everyone it's her birthday, and everyone <laughs> knows it's not. Um, but <laughs> so essentially, it's just an issue of people kind of working through their their issues. Dante still rejects Daisy for being a, just a, a bitch to him. Dude, she called him a Make-A-Wish boyfriend. Yeah. That's hard to come back from. Uh, Dante was told that Miss Marvel had a crush on him. So he's like, hey, like, I know you have a crush on me. And like, I, I don't want this to be awkward. And she's like, what? I don't have a crush on you. <laughs> he's like, why were you so upset when you found me with Daisy? She's like, I was upset because I knew you can do better than her because she's a bitch. <laughs> wow. And like Daisy, I was disappointed in you. Yeah, da- Daisy can hear the whole conversation. Oh my god, that's so funny. They play it cool. They like keep playing. Karnak uh, loses immediately at the strategy game and like gets kicked <laughs> off the island essentially, and he leaves the scene. And then Daisy and Miss Marvel go straight head to head, and then uh, Daisy end up ends up losing and like has to leave. Or, I'm sorry, Miss Marvel does ends up losing. Daisy is now weakened because of her vengeance, so she gets uh, defeated right away. So then it's just Moon Girl and Dante, and they fight back and forth for a while. Moon Girl eventually wins, and Dante leaves, and then uh, Karnak and Moon Girl hang out again because Karnak came back, hmm. uh, and he now has Lear, and he, they're gonna be a family, and that's the end of it. Oh, oh. okay. Well, that's but Moon wild. Girl's like maybe I'll lead someday, but now is not that time. Uh, you should have, uh, you know. You should have ran that by me <laughs> first, maybe. Yeah. So that's the end of the new Warriors run. Um, uh, the the my run was I would say probably a little less good than Audrey's like section. Yeah, I really liked my section, and I the plot points in that one don't entice me as much. No, no, it was fine. Um, I I think the. I, there, there's something just missing. It it felt like a lot of run from point A to point B. Fight a thing, grab a thing, go from point A to point B, grab a thing, fight a thing, with mm-hmm. no one really liking each other. Like, that was essentially the whole thing. And, like, they never really, 
redeemed each other. Also, they didn't, like, resurrect any of those kids, right? Uh, well, I, I think they eventually got healed. Oh, okay, okay. It was, I was, you know, I honestly, was concerned not, re- not really addressed. Moon Girl was working on it, but yeah, they okay. they never come back and, like, show the kids being, like, released oh. after they got put back in the tubes because they were afraid they were all bombs. <sighs> that sounds important to do, I think, is to make sure... Uh, well, New, New Atlantean was working on it. Like, they, uh, they, they were working okay. on, like, trying to take care of the kids, and all the families were, like, there with the kids in the tube, so, like, they, sure. they didn't get kidnapped this time, but yeah. So. I guess. Yeah. It was okay. I, I don't know. It sounds. It sounds fine. It's fine. Sounds like kind of convoluted, kind of. Yeah. It. Well, that, that's the thing. Is the whole thing is like a plot from Karnak. Like essentially, that's what they're dealing with is the fallout of Karnak's plot the entire time with Mister Sinister. Sure. Mm-hmm. And like that's the whole story is Karnak's essentially a terrible person, and then his plan ends up failing anyway at the end, and then they end up destroying ever all anything that could have been gained from his plan. So most of that story was null and void at the end. Yeah, it's not very fun. Yeah. So, it is what it is. But yeah, that was it. That's uh, that's all we got for this week's reading. Um, I, I Read the first half of Secret Warriors, and then I guess read the second half of Secret Warriors so you can keep up, but that, that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wish, um, I don't know, I wish they had resolved, like, how evil Captain America was deposed or like, I don't know, a little bit more of their journey towards that point. I get, well, that's the thing is like, that's happening in a bunch of other comics at the same time. Yeah. They were, they were a side story to the Hydra taking over. They weren't the main event to the Hydra taking over. No, yeah. Because there's so much stuff going on with the Avengers and the X-Men. Like they all had their own comics going on at that Mm -hmm. time. So Mm -hmm. shield does fall. Shield's no longer a thing after that. Yeah, makes sense. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, if you like what we do here, um, make sure to check out our Linktree link down below. It's got all of the socials and everything like that. You can get a hold of us there. Um, we're, we're, we, we're bound to post things eventually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to uh, post an avatar review. Yeah, so. we'll probably post an avatar review. Uh, I'm sure that'll happen. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, uh, if you want you know give us a rating review whatever your little podcast thing will let you do all of them are different um but be a friend tell a friend let uh-huh. other people know uh we're, we're getting back into more comics which is nice we we had a long stretch of no comics so it's nice to have a couple in a row yeah. mm-hmm. uh I, th- I think at the end of the year we'll probably release our phase four review we already recorded it but you know we'll oh yeah yeah s- we'll, we'll see what happens around the holidays if we want to record so <laughs> But uh, yeah, for this week, I've been Mike. I'm Audrey. And I'm... I don't even know. I got nothing. You're Farley. you're the Make-A-Wish boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us and talk to you next time. Bye.